Welcome to Trivially Crucial, where we believe every retired Jedi Master, hand-me-down lightsaber, not as smart as he thinks he is hero, and tasty, tasty porg, is important and critical to our lives, no matter how unimportant a story may seem. I'm Michael. And I'm Mandy. And uh, today we're talking about Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Uh, it's another Star Wars movie! Yay! <laughs> Or boo, depending on your opinions. <laughs> yes, I have, I have so far. Uh, well, I guess before we start talking about the movie, what did you know going in? Like, did, had you heard anything about it going in? <laughs> uh, all I knew going in was Porgs. Um, and then I had seen at least two of the trailers, I want to say. Uh, so I knew there was going to be some sort of planet that looks like it might be an ice planet with some weird fox dog creatures i knew there was going to be some sort of conversation between kylo ren and uh ray and uh, i knew at some point finn and rose and i knew rose was going to be a character i knew at some point they would end up on an imperial ship and that's about it (laughs) that's a lot wow okay so uh i had seen the very first teaser was upset with myself for watching the very first teaser and then went on blackout mode and basically all i got was uh I knew Porgs existed because they were impossible to avoid. And unfortunately, since I didn't get to see it the very first night, so we're recording right now uh, on opening weekend, on like Saturday afternoon, opening weekend. Um, it came out Thursday night, I guess, is when people in the States got to start watching it. And I think a couple of days earlier in Europe. Uh, and European people were pretty quiet about it. But uh, then I started avoid trying to avoid even knowing whether people liked it or not. Um, but I did get a hint of a couple of people saying they liked it beforehand. I, yeah, I saw I saw it late uh, Thursday, so people were leaving the theater as I was coming in. So I knew people liked it. Yeah, uh, I watched it this morning. Just uh, got out a few hours ago, um, and had been trying really hard to not see anything about it the last couple of days. But I did see like one word responses on Twitter where. It wouldn't, you wouldn't know what it was, except you know what it was. Like somebody would come out of the movie, like I'd known they were going in and their next tweet was just, whoa, or, uh, or hooray or something like that. And so I knew that most of the people I had seen, which is very, very small sample size, had a uh, positive feelings about it. Um, and then I ignored everything else. I do have to say something, mini uh-huh. rant on internet etiquette. <clears throat> The morning Star Wars was supposed to come out, I tweeted, happy Star Wars Day. Uh, And you probably didn't see this, Michael, because Star Wars (laughs) was in it. Um, And that's all I tweeted. That's literally all I tweeted. Yeah. Um, So one of our friends, our Twitter friends, responded with a GIF, which was an Ewok GIF, which is completely reasonable. And I'm like, great response. So I saw that and I go to look at it. And then someone else responded and that pops up. There was someone responding to any tweet that mentioned star wars with spoilers oh man so yes this was someone i do not follow and who does not follow me who i think was just going through the star wars uh you know keyword of twitter and uh responding with spoilers so just deliberately being a troll basically yes yes so uh i was spoiled on one thing Against my will. I blocked that person, but I'm still just like, why? Why would you do that's, that? That's so frustrating. E- even if you hated the movie, like, why would you do that? You know, like, I, I, I was talking to people about this. Like, I really hate 
Star Trek Into Darkness. But I don't go into the Star Trek Into Darkness corners of the internet and tell people it's awful. Yeah, like stupid. actively trying to ruin it for other people, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, so um, I thought that Ugh. was weird and it made me quite upset. Um, I, I'm not as adverse to spoilers as you are, Michael, but just like <laughs> that someone was purposely being like mean, you know? Right. Uh, made me quite upset, so. Yeah, and the truth, like I, I really don't like spoilers, but the fact is like, it's fine for people to say whether they like it or not and like throw a few detail, like broad things over. Like I can't be offended by people doing that, which is why I just stuck mute filters on everything because it's like, okay, like it's one thing where I would feel it was wrong for people to like start talking about detail, like really detailed parts in public view, you know, an opening weekend. But that's not like, I didn't see any of that. I just saw like brief terms here and there. So I was like, okay, I don't want to see that. That's on me, not on them, to make sure that I do what I need to to not see it. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that said, I guess we both kind of knew that people liked it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although you saw it a couple days before me. Uh, so, I before I start with anything, what was your, like, broad thoughts on on the movie? Like, top level, like it, didn't like it? We're how keeping does it, it fit non-spoiler, in? right? This is the non-spoiler section of this podcast? Yeah, let's do that. Uh Broadly, I liked it. Um, I had a lot of problems with The Force Awakens, which people probably know by our four-hour podcast (laughs) (laughs) on The Force Awakens. Um, And one of the problems I had with The Force Awakens is I felt sometimes characterization was sacrificed for meaningless action. Uh, And while there is a lot of action in this movie, I felt almost all the action served to tell us something about the characters. Uh, So that made me really happy um and i i i really liked this movie overall i'm a sucker for the star wars duality between heroes and villains uh going back to original trilogy just how luke and darth vader are reflections of each other um and how their interactions tell you something about each of them and how they are the same and how they are different and so this movie gave us some of that kind of thing and i i i think that's what star wars does best um, so I, I really enjoyed that. Not cool. spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I guess my non-spoiler view, uh, first, I guess I have to tell a brief story on the side. Uh, I'm going to make, don't worry. I'm going to mention the prequels. I'm not comparing this to the prequels. Don't like, like, um, so I have a friend of mine who vehemently has defended the prequels since like day one. Right. Uh, Wait, and that's not me. no. <laughs> No, no, no. Like you've, you, you'll be like, there is some value in them, right? Yeah, but like, yeah. you're not arguing that they're really, really good movies or that they're like, you know, really good additions to Star Wars. Like, like you'll even they're not cinematic them. masterpieces. No, <laughs> right. Uh, so, so this friend though, uh, pretty consistently for years had the argument that I think is utter nonsense. That the only reason we're so hard on it is because it's Star Wars, and if it wasn't Star Wars we would all think they were good sci-fi movies, which I'm like, no, no, no. Then we would pay even less attention to them and we would have forgotten about them by now. <laughs> uh, so all that to say, this is not that, because I'm going to say some something really weird. Um, I didn't really like this movie, uh, but I thought it was really, really good. And it's a weird thing where it's because of... And, and I obviously haven't had time to process the movie yet, but uh, I was like, re- it was really weird. I was the whole time. I'm like, I think this is the best Star Wars movie, but why do I feel wrong about it? And for whatever reason, it just didn't 
I don't know. It didn't feel like Star Wars. Like it just, I felt off the entire time, even though I'm sitting there as like, well, but I do think it's probably some of the best, I guess the best, most consistent broad, like characterization across a large cast, like so many different other things that it, it just does really, really well, better than even the ones that I really love, like the original trilogy. But for some reason, it just didn't sit right to me as a Star Wars movie. And I can't figure out why. Uh, maybe we'll work that out during this and maybe that feeling will go away. I expect what will happen with time is how how good a movie I think it is will probably decrease with time and how much I like it will increase with time, most likely. Like those will probably start to meet somewhere in the middle. But uh, yeah, it was a very weird feeling coming out because... Uh, I was planning to not say anything to anybody and I walked out of the theater and a friend of mine uh, from work is there like 20 seconds after I leave. And I was like, so what did you think? Did you like it? I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like not as much as other people do, but I thought it was really good. I, I don't know. Uh, and I wasn't expecting to feel that way about like a quarter of the way through. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then it just started something changed and I can't figure out what. So I, I, I think this was a star Wars movie. Um, so I, I don't necessarily agree on that. Um, I am not as fond of The Force Awakens as you are. Um, so maybe that's part of it. I, d I don't know. Uh, so who knows? We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> or, or we won't, and it'll be a mystery. But uh, mystery. Uh, mystery to all of us. But uh, I don't think it was Force Awakens because I didn't have any attention to that. But we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll start talking through things. So um, that's probably all the non-spoiler stuff we want to do, right? <laughs> Uh, I think so, except it is the longest Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's a long is movie. It? Yeah. Okay. It is the longest Star Wars movie ever made. Oh, see, that that makes sense to me then, because towards the end, I was like, oh, no, don't tell me they're going to end it right here. Don't tell me they're going to end it right here. And I kept feeling that way over and over, because I was like, I feel like the movie should be ending soon. Don't tell me they're going to end. They thankfully didn't end at all the parts where I was like, don't tell me they're going to end so it right here. But, I, as someone yeah. who had seen the trailers, I knew they were supposed to go to a planet that had weird ice fox creatures. <laughs> and <laughs> there was a point there, I was like, did they really cut out the whole ice fox planet? Like, the thought <laughs> crossed my mind, because I was like, surely the movie is ending right here. Um <laughs> And because, uh, you know, Rogue One had many scenes in the trailer that were not in the movie because uh, they did massive reshoots. Uh, so I was like, maybe this is a Rogue One scenario where uh, they had this whole planet they thought they were going to go to and then they cut it out. But no, they go to the planet. The movie keeps going. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 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 So uh, I guess there are a bunch of parts where you might think it's ending when it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I guess all that does said, so we're going to launch into spoiler territory. So stop listening if you haven't watched it yet, because uh, I think we both think you should go watch it. That's uh, like even with my weird mixed feelings that I can't figure out. I definitely think anybody who kind of likes Star Wars should go watch this movie. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, Mandy, where do you want to start? Uh, I actually want to start with a, a, a note on Porgs. Okay. Because I know people either love Porgs or they hate Porgs. But I did want to say a bit of trivia that Porgs were necessary to this movie, not from a story perspective, but I don't know if you know this, Michael, but that island they film on uh, where Luke Skywalker is, uh -huh. is like infested with puffins. And the directors could not figure out how to get rid of the puffins. So when they couldn't get rid of a puffin in a scene, they replaced the puffin with a Porg. That's amazing. Uh, so that's why we have Porgs. It's not just meaningless merchandising, which a lot of people think it is. It's because it is easier to 
replace over a creature with CGI than erase a creature with CGI. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I land in the love porgs camp. Uh, I intentionally didn't look at them at all and was annoyed that I even knew what they were before I started the movie. Uh, but I love them. They were funny. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tasty, tasty porgs. I I've seen a few people go over and over and over. They're like, uh, you know, porgs better than, or like, you know, greater than Ewoks. And what? I would agree. I, I agree They're with completely that. different though. That's like saying that porgs are better than Wookiees. Porgs are non-sentient. I mean, they just So are. you think, I don't know. We, we, we'll <laughs> talk about that. Um, so my other opening, uh, just talking more detail of plot and things. I think the interesting thing about this Star Wars movie that is different from every other Star Wars saga movie, like n- a numbered movie to come before, is it literally starts immediately after The Force Awakens. Um, you know, four, five, and six all have about three years between them. Uh, both literally in real life and in movie time. Um, And then uh, one, two, and three have vast amounts of years between them as seen by Anakin's aging. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is the first one where literally the force awakens ends, you know, with Ray handing Luke the lightsaber. That's how her scenes in this movie begins. Uh, They're evacuating that planet because that's how the force awakens, you know, ended. They knew the force order was going to come after them to get revenge. You know, like that was just interesting to me because when I read the opening scrawl, it was just a summary of the force awakens. (laughs) (laughs) which No opening scrawl has been like that before. The opening scrawls have always been, what happened when you weren't watching the movie? And this one was literally just what happened last time, uh, which for better or for worse, I guess. I get the closest you could get to that is if somebody were watching now in chronological order uh, and they watched Rogue One right before episode four, you'd get right. similar, but not quite the same, but pretty similar. I think. But, but Rogue One's um, not a numbered movie. So right, right. Um, and Rogue One didn't have an opening scrawl, I didn't think. Yeah. No, I don't think it does. So I, I just thought they felt a need for it in this one, but it told us nothing new, uh, which I thought right. was interesting. So uh, I guess actually the beginning is a thing. So the, the beginning completely threw me off uh, because, A, I was expecting to pick up with uh, Luke and, uh, and, Ray. and Ray versus the other people instead, like doing a scene change. But it is kind of just like switching scenes in a movie, right? Um and this, that hits one of the things I think that I found uncomfortable in this is the amount of humor in it, I think was really good, but the humor didn't feel like it fit to me. Like it, that- The humor doesn't feel Star Wars. I, I agree with right. that. Um, now, I think the humor with Luke is right. Um, yes. And that's because- he's Yoda-ish. Yes. Right? It is directly reminiscent of Yoda. So Luke grabbing that lightsaber and throwing it over his head, Yoda would have done that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Yoda <laughs> pulls off like Yoda is in this movie and acts like Yoda. And you're like, oh, yeah, there you go. There's that's, that's where Luke is getting this from his like Luke weirdness. Luke got his crazy from Yoda. Yeah. yeah. So, so I totally buy that. But it's the other people's humor, which I think is great and fits their characters. It doesn't. It, there's something about the comedic timing that works really well with them that just doesn't feel like Star Wars dialogue timing to me, I guess, is a is a thing. And there's other things like that, that I'm sure we'll stumble upon that aren't humor. That is similar. It's like they're done really, really well, but they just don't feel like star Wars to me. The thing to me, was the humor. I was fine with the humor. That was like Luke being weird and Poe being funny. Cause I think Poe thinks he's funny. 
uh, it was the weird humor. What's the word? It's like situational humor. That's not normal in Star Wars. I feel like where, like um, like Ray chopping a boulder and it rolling down and you know destroying the uh, uh, cart of those nuns. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like straight out of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes, uh, yes. I was uh, like, uh, yeah. that's that's kind of a. It wasn't Ray wasn't being funny. You know, it's one of those things that like was unnecessary. They just wanted to add humor. You know, Poe saying something that he thinks is clever and funny is in line with his character from The Force Awakens, right? And there are people in this world like that who think they're funny and they're not always. Um, And Luke being weird is right in line with Yoda. But there were a couple of things like that you know, that I was just like that, that, yeah, it's like straight out of avatar, the last airbender. It's like my cabbages, you know? Uh, and and that's just not really a star Wars, uh, feeling I feel like. But uh, so I'm going to say, while I completely agree that Poe is a guy who thinks he's funny and should crack jokes. I mean, you know, there were characters who said funny things in the previous, you know, in the previous movies, not as much, but I think it fits these characters. Well, Sometimes just the jokes that he would make, I'm like, ah. so for instance, the really funny scene where, you know, and I was laughing at it, the really funny scene where he's just like, tells General Hux, like, I'm holding for General Hux and just like, does it it's like that is that is weird. Like that feels like Star Wars spoof territory, not Star Wars territory to me. Like that feels like something I would see in the and um, I, I don't know, the Family Guy Star Wars special or the uh, or the Robot Chicken Star Wars special and not an actual Star Wars. So it was. It was weird to me and not in a, like, I still thought it was really funny, but I was like, this is, I think what I'm, what I'm hitting on. And this thought crossed my mind is this movie felt like a, like, basically if someone wanted to make a fan movie and was given the studio to work with. So I guess in line with that, that didn't bother me so much because I've read all the X-Wing books. (laughs) Um, And that is completely in line with the X-Wing books, um, you know, whether it's uh, the Ewok pilot, who's not real, uh, or, <laughs> you know, various other shenanigans they pulled off, uh, that fell in line with that. But you're right. I mean, basically, the X-Wing books are fan fiction with studio approval. Right. Uh, and, and I guess, I mean, you have to change the tone at some point, right? If the movies are going to keep going, it just felt really jarring to me, is uh, I, I think... I think that's the thing. So who knows, like what might may very well happen is those things. I'll get over them as we get more star Wars movies that start to feel like that. So that will feel less non star Wars. Like it'll just stop being a thing that I feel as is a differentiator. Um, But it's not just the humor. I just can't think of other details right now. We'll get to them. I'm sure. Um, But yeah. So, uh, so all that said though, opening scene was fun. Kind of, Sets the, sta- sets the stage for stuff. So speaking of that opening kind of space battle, uh, I just have to have a mini rant here about those stupid bombers. Oh my gosh, they're so terribly built. Why? Like, Why, why would you, what, <laughs> what Whoever are you, any of you thinking? designed those is an enemy of the rebellion and should be shot as a traitor. You know, I was about to say what most likely is that guy who's dealing weapons to both sides is actually probably being paid extra by the Empire to just give them bad stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to ignore for a moment the fact that they are way too slow. I'm just going to set that aside because Star Wars has never worked in space like it should. Star Wars has always said that space is just like an air battle. So, yeah, I mean, I will accept. We have sounds in space, right? Like, I will accept 
their ridiculous slowness, but it was ridiculous. But let's mm-hmm. just accept that. The errors here are, okay, you have this bomb bay. Uh, first off, how are the bombs falling in space? But I'm going to ignore that. Uh, that was my, I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, when they opened the bays, I was like, okay, I bet they're like rocket propelled or something because surely someone at the studio would have thought, how do we get the bombs from? Nope, nobody did. Nobody did. <laughs> Why do you arm the bombs in the ship? Why do you arm the bombs in the ship so far ahead of where you're going to drop them? Why are your shields not better if this is a concern that your ship is carrying armed bombs? Why are there not double the amount of X-wings to protect you if, once again, you are carrying armed bombs? Why is the device to drop the bombs handheld? And if it is handheld, why doesn't the pilot have it? And yeah. why aren't there two? Why isn't there one for the bombardier and one for the pilot? Like, the whole design is stupid. Those things blew up like nobody's business. And, like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. Rose's sister is supposed to be heroic, and she is. But the entire time in that scene, I'm just like, this is stupid. Now, yep. I was talking with a coworker who I saw this movie with, and I was like, you know, a way they could have fixed this if they still wanted half of them to, like, explode was that they could have had it that you had to momentarily drop your shields to drop the bombs because, you know, a shield protects you both ways or something like that. Um, right. And I could have accepted that. So you would have this moment of vulnerability and then half of them could still like explode. But the way they did it <laughs> was just like, none of this makes sense. These are the worst designed bombers. What happened to Y-Wings? Okay, Y-Wings were pretty good bombers. So let's get the Y-Wings back. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree with all the above. I guess the only thing is the X-Wings thing is like, we could argue they don't have enough staff or enough X-Wings, period. So they're they're shorter. Like, you know, we could say that they're just limited on resources and that's why they don't have as many X-Wings as they want. But like, everything else just doesn't make any sense. These are terrible ships they're and they should terrible. not use them. They, I mean, those ships killed those people. <laughs> like, it wasn't <laughs> the battle that killed them. It was the ship. And I'm just yeah. like, Wow. So, yes, that was terrible. Um, One of the things that I did really love, though, that 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 first scene set up is the how much this movie fought the whole, okay, the hero is going to go do something super brave, something risky, and they're going to come out on top because of it. It's like, no, 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 no. Listen to smart people who do smart things like they have they have ideas and they will try and keep people safe. Right. Uh, And I like that because sometimes movies, including Star Wars movies, celebrate um let's say i I mean they celebrate bravado way too much Mm -hmm. uh and this was good it was a good kind of like reversal of that so i i also liked in this opening scene sets that up as well um i was talking you know one of my constant criticisms of episode four in particular has always been nobody is allowed to feel sad that Mm -hmm. people die Um, Luke gets to feel a little bit sad over uh, Ben, but he barely feels sad over his aunt and uncle. Uh, Leia's whole planet explodes. And then in the final Death Star battle, like a lot of people die. Two X-Wings and one Y-Bomber survive. Now, I understand they're in a war and people die, but people should still be sad. And in this movie, I felt like we felt the gravity of people's deaths more. Yeah, Uh, I would say that goes into earlier when I said I think this might be the best movie among the Star Wars movies. Um, And I think it comes to characterization. The the characters feel like actual people. Uh, And I don't know that I've... I I don't know that I've ever felt that in a numbered Star Wars movie before. 
Mm. Um, like they've always felt like archetypes and character, like, which is, you know, great. I like star Wars, but these are like, Oh no, this is how a real person would respond in this situation and this situation and this situation. Like, and I really like that a lot and I'd love characters. So I think that's just a, a really major strength of this for me. Yeah. I mean, that said, I still think uh, some of the characters of this are quite archetypal, or at least, no, I think the interesting thing about this Star Wars trilogy, and uh, to skip ahead, I guess, um, <laughs> Ray thought she was an archetype. Right. She thought Kylo was. And she thought she was in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That's the movie she thought she was in. She thought she was Luke Skywalker, but she's not. And Kylo is not Darth Vader and they don't have that relationship and things aren't going to go the way they went in Return of the Jedi. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like how an Empire Strikes Back. Luke was still thinking of himself as like a fighter rebellion person instead of a Jedi, except in this Ray really thought she was going to be like, first, I'm going to bring back Luke Skywalker, who's going to solve all of this. Well, he's not coming back with me. I'm going to be the Luke Skywalker who turns Kylo Ren uh, and you know together we will defeat the emperor just like you know well snope but uh snoke snope whatever he's not important snape whatever um yeah he's not we're gonna have words about him uh but i i really enjoyed that aspect because i think star wars is about archetypes but not everyone is an archetype you know and sometimes the archetypes are different sometimes people are just evil right could someone have turned papaltine (laughs) uh you know, and uh, or Snoke in this case. Right. And I also have a lot more feelings and thoughts about Kylo Ren and Rey and particularly the future of the Jedi and the Sith that we can talk about more. But um, I thought that was interesting because this played on the fact that Star Wars is a movie of archetypes. You thought you knew what was going to happen and it didn't. Yeah. Uh, so I, yes, uh, I agree. And I think to, to go back, definitely there are some characters in this that are archetypes, but again, like the way that they, they have the fake outs, both for the characters themselves. And then there's plenty of characters who aren't the main characters and they feel much less like props than the other characters do in other Star Wars movies. Um, I guess like the core characters had, you know, basically everybody, including, you know, you mentioned uh, Rose, is Rose her name? Rose. Yeah. You mentioned Rose, like she feels like an actual person, you know, and there's just like all these, you add people and yes, there's definitely characterization that could have done been done better in many of the characters, but I guess including the character, not even including like the main characters, just other people respond in sensible ways. And given the information they have, you sort of get what they're going, like you get that, like this just doesn't, it doesn't feel weird and stilted sometimes. And and even going, my, my one big plot related criticism of this movie. Um, Going back to this idea that, you know, Poe thinks he's the roguish hero who's going to save the day, but the Admiral didn't share the plan. And I know he's not an important person, but my problem with her not sharing the plan is Rose said multiple people had already tried to jump ship. Yeah. People were scared. People thought they were going to die. So short of, they actually thought there was a traitor on the ship. I mm-hmm. have no reason why the Admiral would not share the plan. Yeah. It's like, it's like they were trying to test him instead of, which is weird, you know? Uh, so I agree They she should have either given the plan or said, we have a plan, but I can't tell it because we might have someone aboard, right? Like right. that's all you needed to say. And, but, I, but I feel like it wasn't even a Poe versus the Admiral scenario. The, 
Admiral should have shared this with everyone. Everyone was scared. Finn thought they were going to die, you know, um, and, and I don't know her character's name, but Carrie Fisher's daughter. I mean, there's a reason why her character went along with Poe. She didn't think the Admiral had a real plan, you know, and she was working on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there were several, the fact that several people helped him, right? right? Uh, that, that indicates that like, hey, they wouldn't have if he was just being irresponsible and rash. Like if you just said there was a plan, they would most likely at least try and follow it. Right. But they thought they were just out there to die. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that is weird because it does put a little bit of like a, a wrench in that, you know, that theme that I do like that. It was a good point, which is like, hey, you know, sometimes we don't have to do the weird, super risky movie type superhero thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes- I mean, in the end, Finn and R- Rose's whole plot comes to nothing. Right. Right. Because most of the time, the things that heroes and movies do succeed at really shouldn't. So, I mean, uh, but that kind of relates back to the Empire Strikes Back, right? Because Luke thought he was going to go save Han and Leia. That's true. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I don't think, yes, the. So, I, in four, five, <laughs> and six, there's very rarely actually the hero who goes against the rules to save the day. Uh, Luke is a soldier who after he reaches the rebellion who uh, he doesn't, when he's in his X-wing, the only command he defies is not using his targeting computer. Um, I told to pull out too, right? Isn't he told to pull out of the the trench? No, he's the last one up there. Uh, He's their last hope. Literally. Okay. (laughs) Um, He's not the first person who goes in the trench. He's that's not his original job, but everyone else dies. Um, And then I, you know, in five, he does defy and thinks he's going to go save everybody. And that's when he leaves Yoda. Um, and then in six, they have a well thought out executed plan to try to save Han that sort of works. Uh, <laughs> but uh, e- even Han, like uh, he just comes in and out of the rebels plans. He's not like defying the rebels plans. So, but Anakin, <laughs> Oh, Anakin. Anakin does what he wants <laughs> in uh, one, two, and three and uh, in the Clone Wars. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I feel like Poe's kind of cut from that Anakin cloth in that sense. Uh, and so, yeah, he thought he was going to make this death defined plan that was going to save them all. And instead, the plan he makes fails, uh, which was a good lesson for him. Yeah, it's true. Um, I guess I think the thing that makes it for me, why. The thing I was talking about sticks, though, for this, and what makes it different from the original trilogy, it might just be the the, the moder- yeah, excuse me, the modernity of the movie and how it feels different than the original, like the way that it was setting up the plot uh, and the like the little side plans that they were trying to do felt a lot more like the way it's done in lots of movies where they succeed over versus Luke, Luke doing his own thing in Empire. It's not as detailed. It's not like he's a uh, he's planning out this weird, complicated, like we're going to get a hacker to take down the system, like, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's, it's like they put in a heist movie, like injected the storyline from a heist movie and intent and, but let the heroes fail. Right. Right. Uh, and that, I think that's kind of what I enjoyed, but um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. Uh, but related to weird plans that make no sense. So when they're trying to escape the, the death, Star Destroyers, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. 
I have no idea why anyone had to stay back with any of the ships to pilot it to die. Uh, and I'm accepting yeah, the- Surely they have autopilot, right, right? Right. But, you know, accepting the one, that, the final one with the Admiral, because I know she was trying to distract them to make them think they were actually still on it and various reasons. But when that one cruiser falls back and he's like, it's an honor serving with you. And then he like explodes. I'm like, why did you need someone to pilot a ship to fall back? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, <laughs> I feel like you could have just left it. And it died. but I, I guess it's to try and add emotional weight. But there was so much emotional weight already. It like, was completely I don't, unnecessary. These ships need yeah. autopilots. Um, or yeah. forget autopilot. Just just like tie the throttle down and walk away. Well, you I know? don't even know why they <laughs> needed to, that. Those ships in particular. There's no way the Empire or the First Order did not know they would evacuate those ships. Right? That's obvious. Everyone's right. going to be evacuated to the ship that still has fuel. Um, so why did anyone have to stay at all? Just abandon it and let it fall back and be exploded. It doesn't even have to keep moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. If you were going to have someone stay back with it, it should have been a suicide run into the death, the Star Destroyer mission. Right. Uh, which we ended up with. Yes. Um, but uh, so one of the nice things, though, is that these things don't actually mess the plot up. No. Really substantially, because like they could have just made small tweaks to do exactly the same big plot points. Uh, and just make this stuff make a little bit more sense, which is good because it's very frustrating when entire major plot points don't make sense because they just come from somebody doing something dumb or nonsensical. Right. Um, Whereas it just wouldn't, it would just mean a couple fewer deaths. Right. 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 Uh, So skipping over to the plot, I do like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's not that I don't like the Finn Rose plot. I I do. It's a lot of fun. Um, It just comes to nothing. Right. It's, it's an adventure for Finn and Rose to go on to bond. Uh, right. But um, Ray and Luke and Kylo are the emotional core of this movie. Absolutely. Uh, and, um, you know, from Ray handing Luke the lightsaber and him tossing it to, you know, her like badgering him into teaching her. Uh, I, I, every, I, almost every moment of every Luke, Ray and Kylo scene, I greatly enjoyed. Um and I, I thought this was the movie. Like the rest of it is just the battles to keep everyone else going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and this is what this movie is about. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the only part of it that makes me unco- uh, and I was uncomfortable with, I guess, I understand the state Luke was in, but. I was just really uncomfortable. Like, I, I just wish they could have done something else to still have the same interactions. I don't know. It just felt like a, really? This is where Luke has gotten to mentally? Like, uh, from here? I mean, we, because, you know, we love him from the original trilogy, and it just feels like we we obviously missed him in his prime, right? Right. And I just wanted to see a Luke who at least was reminiscent of the Luke in his prime, and we didn't really see that. Well, I think the thing about Luke... And the expanded universe expounds on this endlessly, uh, much to its detriment, is that Luke is a broken, not very good Jedi. <laughs> he, he's like a half put together Jedi. Uh, right. He was set on a path of Jediism, <laughs> a not very good path, a not true path, because a true Jedi would not want to kill Darth Vader. Um, and uh, yeah, like Luke does has no freaking clue how to be a Jedi. And he never has. Uh, And so then he attempted to teach others how to be a Jedi. And 
he failed them. Not, and and that's what we learn, right? It's not that Kylo right. went evil, it, which he, I mean he did, but ultimately it's that Luke failed Kylo. Right. Yeah, he he failed him. Kylo had that darkness in him. Luke did something really stupid for a second, and then basically the rage in Kylo was ready to go. Right. It was just ready to respond to not recognize that Luke had pulled back. Um, and it's the thing is like, it's part of the Luke had to do something, not, not had to, but he did do the thing that lit the powder keg. Right. right. Um, he didn't have to, maybe it would have lit on its own, like, you know, a week later, but he's the one who lit it. I mean, he's the one who gave Ben Solo that justification that he needed to go evil. Well, they want to kill me anyway. Right. Like he would already have the dark evil feelings, right? His mind was already turned. He just needed in his mind, probably like a just cause. Right. Mm -hmm. And your uncle trying to murder you is a pretty darn just cause (laughs) to uh, react in rage. Right. Yeah. Um, To say that, Hey, the good guys aren't the good guys. Right. And, and, you know, for, it's not just that he failed his students. He failed Han and he failed Leia. He failed everyone. He failed at his whole purpose. Uh, now I think him staying gone for 10 years or whatever it is, is excessive. But on the other hand, if he left in a depressive episode, if you will, uh, being by yourself on an Island in the <laughs> middle of nowhere, dwelling on your failures <laughs> is probably not going to help you get out. <laughs> probably not. Also makes you wonder what the heck the force ghosts were doing all this time. Well, Luke cut himself like, off from the force. Can you see? Oh, that's true. You're cut off. Yeah, you're. Uh, I don't know. I wonder. No, I guess you can't, right? Because the only no. people who see them yeah, are people connected Jedi. to the force. Yeah. Hmm. And people deeply connected to the force. Cause Leia didn't see Yoda, Obi-Wan and, uh, uh right. Anakin. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, again, I, I do like how, you know, this happened in episode seven, but it also happened in previous movies. Well, going back to the original trilogy is like the gradual progression of uh, force usage technology, if you will. Yeah. Uh, as time goes, I, I kind of really enjoy that, you know, the force same way they do it. In- projection. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that was, we'll, we'll get to that. We have to like specifically start talk about that scene towards the end. But, uh, but just like the other things they do with the force, like the connection between Kylo and, uh, and Ray, like, right why can't it do this? I mean, we've seen it connect people in other ways. Why can't it do this? For all we know, it would do it by accident, right? right. And then the reveal that Snoke did it is perfectly reasonable. Like, it's like, oh, that makes to- like totally reasonable. I believe he's on top of that. Right, and and Snoke made the connection. And even without him, the connection continues because once you've plowed the highway, you know, once you've shown them the right. way, they can keep that connection maintained, right? They don't, yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. The progression of force technology. I also really liked how neither one of them knew what was happening. <laughs> yeah. Like Kylo was like, you're not strong enough to do this. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I did feel real. It's like, Ray, just just tell Luke that you're seeing Ben right now. Like, come on. Uh, that was that was a little bit frustrating. But I know like, why I like- Ray doesn't trust him. Why would she trust yeah, him? Yeah, I do too. <laughs> He's a crazy guy. But it's just at that point where she's being super honest and open and says, like, it's not, you know, the, you know, I don't need a legend. I need you. Like when she says that, like she's being open and like, I feel like that was a good opportunity for that to come up because she was not on her guard at that point. Right. Uh, And that just feels like, okay, this is when you tell him this thing is happening and I don't know what it is, but we're connected. And then, you know, he'd be. 
I feel like just a little bit more likely to actually but be Ray's paying attention. But Ray's not a natural on. sharer. She's lived by herself her whole life. You know, That's like true. she she's not going to share deep things that are happening to her necessarily with this strange guy until like you know he proves himself and and she feels like she she doesn't know if she can trust luke she doesn't know who he is she does know him as a legend uh she does need him and he she does need him to teach her um but you know when she shows her power what's luke's response he runs away why would she trust him He's like, I saw this type of power once before and I wasn't scared enough then. Run away. Like, great, Luke. Well, (laughs) this was, I forget, was that scene before or after the, when he made her like do the meditation thing? That was, that was after she did the meditation. Cause that's when she was uh, sensing the dark, the dark hole. hole, um, And uh, she couldn't get out of it. uh, And, uh, and that's, that's what really set off his, uh, you know, his alarms, right? Because he's like, you went straight for the darkness, no hesitation. But so did um, Luke. He's such a hypocrite. Well, well <laughs> but I don't think he's that. I think he sees like, I did this and it was bad and I'm nowhere near as powerful as these two. Right. Yeah, and it happened. Look what happened to that with her. I mean, like being like, I understand the temptation of the dark side. You know, I once had my own dark cave uh, that I boldly went into, even though my master said I shouldn't, uh, and, uh, you know, I had this experience. Let me share this with you. Uh, instead, he just runs away. That's true. Uh, I don't, I think it does make sense given the experience he had with Ben previously. Um, it, it kind of, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. What I'm saying is this is why Ray doesn't trust him. Yeah. That, I mean, for sure. You're right. Um, but then, uh, he is really powerful. I will get to an issue I have with that bit at the end too but uh, uh I, i'm trying to it's so hard to not just jump around in this movie um he jumps around a lot it does it does uh well, so one of the things that really was interesting to me that like leia survived i was just I kept expecting her to die well the original plan with the movies right was that seven would focus on han eight would focus on luke and nine would focus on leia uh so i don't know if they changed the script or did reshoots based on carrie fisher's death Right. But it's just, what are they going to do? Killer in the beginning <laughs> you know, of the next movie? I don't know. I guess. Um, I did actually think for a minute there that they were going to kill Finn. I did uh, too. The thought. And I was like. Yeah. Yeah. The thought definitely crossed my mind. Like, I, I was like, they could really do this. And I, and I thought that will suck if he's dead. But wow, that would be a really impressive, dramatic move. Well, my thought was they can't kill the black hero. That's true. The, the uh, Star Wars yeah. is first truly heroic black hero because lando you know has some yeah sketchiness and mace windu uh also he he, but he's a he's a jedi but i wouldn't call him a hero Um, right exactly i was like they can't kill him now like like and they can't you know just killing the black guy first is such a trope right like yeah, true. I was like, they can't, are they really going to do this? They can't do this. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking. And then I was like, oh my gosh, they're actually going to do this. Um, and, and then they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, but all the way to the end, I thought they were going to kill Leia. Cause like, there's a point where she's like standing back for a minute. Um, and, you know, it's the moment where she and Ray both feel Luke go away. Right. Um, she like pauses. And I was like, oh, this is her about to say I have to stay or something because they think Luke's really there or something. I don't know. Uh, and, 
And I was like, oh, so they're going to kill. But, but like, I fully expected all the way to then that they were going to kill Leia. So I was like, wait, when that happened, when that scene happened, I was like, are they going to kill both Finn and Leia in the same movie? <laughs> like, is this, <laughs> whoa. Uh, uh, and then neither of them died. But, um, but they did kill Luke. Which is the spoiler uh, that I got. So. Uh, oh, that's, uh, uh, okay. So, wow, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, but also, I thought it was stupid. I, I'm just going to go out. I can't, I do not buy it even a little bit. I was like, no, you didn't, you didn't earn that for me. Like, I, I just do not feel like exhaustion. And that scene is like a good reason for him to go out. I, well, he I hasn't know. used the force in like 10 years or whatever. He's old. That's an excessive amount of power he was channeling. I mean, I would say what he was doing is beyond Luke's capabilities. So I would say in a uh, Wheel of Time sense, brunch, he uh, <laughs> burned himself out. Maybe, but I just, I still like, I think they could have done something that I would have found acceptable and this just wasn't. Like, they can explain it to a point where like, yeah, that's probably the reason you're going to go with, but I just am not going to buy it, whatever the reason is. I, I you know, I, I, I I'm just not like, especially coming off of that scene. I mean, he could have had a heart attack. Eh, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I like, I would have basically preferred him to have actually gotten chopped down, but, uh, um, except that that wouldn't have been as satisfying I in terms of the moment <laughs> when he steps out of, after having been shot by all of those lasers and Hux is like, you think you got him? And then Luke steps out from yeah. it. It's so like, it's so it's good. Such amazing moment i can't even describe the feeling of that moment it's just like, of course, oh, yeah. like i was just like i was like what did he do like because i'm just sitting here like going through everything that i've ever seen or read anybody doing with the force i'm like what could he have possibly done that would save him from that you know like did he go underground or something i, like, I don't does he know how to make like a force field like a force ball around right. him like that would be powerful enough to stand up to all that fire like i don't understand uh and when did he learn it? You know, uh, but uh, no, it's not. It's just it wasn't him. He wasn't there at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which explains the fighting um, a lot, too. So it's just like I kind of replayed the fight. I was like, oh, yeah, he never actually like cross light. He's just he put the lightsaber away and then just dodged. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, pretty, uh, pretty amazing, moment. too, that like from however far away he could project. And it, it's kind of goes to show like two that yes, you have a lot of power, Ben, but you're nothing yet. Like, like, look what he could project this image from who knows where to do all of this. And you had no idea. Right. Like, like you, you saw him and sensed him, right? There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and just with Luke being there, like, you know, when Ray's like, we need a legend, we need you all this, you know, and him showing up there and just how that reinvigorated the entire resistance just his presence. All like eight of them. Yes. But you know, like Luke Skywalker is a living legend, you know, yeah. and he ran away, but you know, he came back when they needed him sort of. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Um, I mean, he wouldn't have been very useful at other times, so I don't know. It, it was fine. Yeah. And, and just the, the cinematography of that scene where Luke walks out there and you know, it's like the blood red right on the battlefield. Like, so many people yeah. have died here. I mean, but not really. It's not blood. And he's like walking out there. Though, so I'm going to say... Go, go ahead. No, no. I, I was going to say, because you you specifically called the blood red out. And that was something... Because, again, I replayed the whole fight. And I remember partway through, it was like, oh, wow. 
like, you know, they show Kylo Ren and all his force and even Ray with her force when she's fighting, like, like physical force. I mean, and, uh, and we had that, that military guy earlier who stepped onto the salt or whatever. And there was the red under him and look at Luke. He's not disturbing it at all. Like he's just, that's the lightness of being a Jedi master. That's like what I, I just, (laughs) I saw that and explained it in my head as he's just light. Like, like this is his expertise. He can dodge like this and not disturb the ground. (laughs) And then of course I found out the real reason a few minutes later. I was like, Holy crap. (laughs) So related to that scene where the general steps out and he has the blood red steps and the cross rhyme mock, it crossed my mind. I was like, is he bleeding? Uh, yeah, I thought so too. And, I was like, where's where this? And going? then the guy tastes it and says it's salt. Just once in a movie, just once, when a person tastes a random chemical off the ground, I want them to die. I So, I, same thing. Um, <laughs> and part of it was, you know, I'm pretty sure there are like rocks on earth that are salty enough that if you like just lick the rock, you will just dehydrate and die if you don't get some water soon yeah. because they're just so salty. And it's like, why would you do this? I would never put my finger on the ground and taste no. it. No, on an alien planet. And just because it's a salt doesn't mean it's table salt. Like, right. he could... <laughs> there are salts that would kill you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, it was just it's so weird. Like, I, I yeah, he so that was jarring too. He it and said, oh, it's, it's some sort of salt, you know, instead of just like, putting it in his mouth. <laughs> Why? So this does actually, the, the usage of that uh, movie trope, you know, or I guess entertainment trope does remind me of something that came up a bunch in my head is like, people use so many colloquialisms and lines that we throw around all the time. And it felt a little bit weird to me because yes, it's definitely much more natural speech, but also this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And they don't have all the same slang that we do. Uh, so there was like Chrome dome and well, I guess Chrome dome, they say in the original star Wars, don't they? I, I think that comes uh, from star Wars. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Okay, man. Uh, but there's, I guess there, I'm trying to, that was, that one stuck out, but there were definitely other ones where, um, they would say something and I'm just like, I, I don't know that that's a Star Warsy thing, but maybe it is. Um, but yeah, I know you're right. Chromedom is totally, I was like, no, wait a I minute. Think it comes now, from now the I'm thinking military about it, I think. is what Google says. Uh, okay. But yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's like in the force awakens when Finn said boyfriend. Yeah. And I was like, that's not a Star Wars word. You can't say boyfriend. You can't ask, does Ray have a right. boyfriend? That's not, that's not how you ask that in Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And so this kind of laid a lot more of that in there. Like it makes it feel a little bit more of our time, which is weird to me because I've, and maybe it's just because I never watched the original Star Wars trilogy in their time. But in my mind, they're, they don't feel like they're of their time. Like they just don't feel like they're from our timeline, um, sort of. But, uh, Luke I don't know. Skywalker's hair so. is very 70s <laughs> in the original trilogy. Um, yes, that's true. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's, that's the problem I had with, um, you know, the word boyfriend in Force Awakens. So yeah, I can, I can definitely see that being continued here. Nothing struck me as jarring as boyfriend. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't any one big thing. It was just, I noticed lots of little things where I was just like sort of half raised an eyebrow at and I was just like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. But it was like really minor ones. So nothing, I mean, clearly I don't remember them sticking out to me very much, but I just remember noticing them at the time, yeah. you know? So we've been kind of skipping ahead. So I want to go back and talk about Snoke. Yes. What the hell? I don't even understand why he's in this trilogy. Like, I don't, why is he here? I don't know. Where did he come from? How, how did they come up with this like dark Jedi master person who is insanely powerful? 
We have no idea where he came from, why he got so motivated, like where he learned how to use the force so much. And, and then he's gone. Like nothing like he, there was no need for him. You could have done basically everything else in this story of both of these movies without him. Yeah. I, I think the only uh, reason some why way. he needs to exist is so Kylo Ren can overthrow his master. Um, but right. I'm just like, they, uh, the, what? He was also really underwhelming seeing him in person. I thought he was going to be much bigger. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, because the way they projected him before, like, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I thought he was going to look a lot more alien too. Um, like he looked more, much more human in this than in the projections mm-hmm. uh, to me. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, where is this? He should be. I, I did not feel like he, he was nearly as menacing as he should have right. felt. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then again, we don't know his background. And so I just, I don't know. You could have done so much more with that. You could have had it maybe, maybe an adult who learned from Luke became a dark master. Like, you know, went and took Kylo with him or something, you know, like, like you could have just said something like that. It's like one of the first people I taught who was older, uh, you know, left and started and had, but had already done damage to, and brought the darkness out in Ben or something like that. Like that would have been or just like a just throwaway give line. That's like, you know, during the empire, I was studying, you know, far away. Cause my master, you know, didn't like the emperor, right? Because Siths don't get along. <laughs> and so we were on the outer rim learning the force or something yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, it, it was just like he was killed and it was just so fast. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I, I mean, I sort of called in advance how he was going to die. I was like, Oh, this is how he's going to die right now. But, uh, but I still liked it. Yeah. I thought the scene was done. I, well. I mean, I was like, there's no way. I mean, this comes back to Ray is not Luke. Kylo is not Darth Vader. Um, right. Ray does not have the connection with Kylo to turn him. Uh, but she's so optimistic and thinks she can. Uh, and, and granted, Luke was kind of blindly optimistic when he thought he could turn Darth Vader. He did. But he at least was his son. Yes. I mean, Luke had no idea that Darth Vader, we know from, you know, the prequels that family was really the only thing that ever mattered to Darth Vader. Um, and after Padme died, the only family he really had left was the grandfatherly Emperor Palpatine. Um, so there was no way Darth Vader would ever kill his son ever. Right. Like we know that's a part of his character now. Um, and so that, that turning makes complete sense, but Kylo and Ray, like Kylo actually killed his father. Yes, like, Ray was still like, was not friendly to Kylo at all until halfway through this movie. Like, they have no connection. Their connection is a forced connection from Snoke. And, like, while they do have things to talk about, they have things they can learn from each other. And I think where the movie is going is kind of this, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ascension beyond Sith and Jedi um, and or redefinition of what those things mean. I think it's probably, yeah, probably redefinition of Jedi is what I, I think they're going for, maybe, hopefully. What Luke is hoping yeah. for, I suppose. But there's no way Ray could have turned Kylo. She does not have that connection. Yeah. And I think maybe they were trying to fake us out a little bit um, because, of course, there's the thing where they're connected and Kylo's like, I, I saw who your parents are. And so maybe they wanted the audience to think, oh, they're siblings. And so maybe then suddenly we're like, oh, but maybe she does have a connection, except he already killed his father. So I don't, you know. That was not much of a connection. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so so it's like a even if they were siblings i don't think that's enough of a connection and b like snoke would know if the darkness was wavering right right like I, that's a thing which is why i think they did the uh, i think they did the death really really well right he's like he can tell what's in his heart he just can't read his actual brain Right. right. And Kylo family, even if Ray was his sister, family doesn't mean the same thing to Kylo. I mean, his uncle, his parents sent him away and his uncle tried to kill him. Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, that that's how he sees it. Right. Like, this right. isn't like Anakin, who he knew his mother didn't want him to stay a slave. So even though she had to give him up, it was literally for his best. Like, Anakin is old enough to know that. Right. Like, he's still sad yeah. about it. Uh, but he knows his mother loved him <laughs> like, and he knows that she gave him up out of love. Kylo's too angsty for that. Kylo, you know, thinks his parents are basically rejecting him when they gave him up. Well, we know Leia and Han did it out of love because they thought they, they knew Snoke was already, you know, influencing him from who knows where, cause who knows anything about Snoke. Uh, but they thought they were doing what was best for Kylo out of love, but he doesn't see it that way. Um, and he just feels he doesn't have that same connection with family. Uh, and while I think Ray is able to reach him some, I, I don't think it's in a turn from the dark sense. Uh, it's a speaking to his humanity, but I don't know if Kylo can ever come back from where he is. Uh, and it was enough to say that Kylo is like, oh, she might be somebody who can work with right. me, right? Like, so it was more of a, the only thing he she could was in a position to turn him from was from killing her. Right. Right. <laughs> like that was about it. And, uh, and she did in a, in a way, cause she's like basically just gave him enough impetus to be like, Oh, okay. Now is when I can go ahead and kill my master and take over from there, uh, which without their connection, he probably wouldn't have thought of that. Um, right. But, but yeah. Uh, I, I don't now know. he's the big bad. That scene was yeah, great. It was so it was so well choreographed. And then the fight afterwards. I, I know a lot of people criticized how Ray was able to take Kylo on in the Force Awakens, completely ignoring the fact that Kylo was seriously injured. Uh, but I felt like that scene did a good job of showing. It took three of those guards to try to even take Kylo down, and one to try to take Ray down. You know, right? Uh, uh, Kylo is the better fighter. Uh, it's just that uh, at the end of the Force Awakens, Kylo was seriously injured. <laughs> that said, in the Force, and they are mentally equal. compromised. Yeah, yeah, he was also mentally yes. compromised too. Like you know, so uh, and that's one of the things is I mean, Snoke even says so, right? He's like, you couldn't even fight her off because of how much it shook right. you, right? Like, and that's a uh, and I think that was good. I'm glad they inserted that line, only probably because of how much people complained or whatever. But um, but uh, I, I, you know, it was a good line to throw in there so now people don't have to argue that that's the case it's explicitly the case uh yeah I, I they did that that scene really well it was really like you said really well choreographed um the moment where they come back together and they both think the other is on their side yes it was beautiful although i don't understand i totally understand why ray would think so i have no idea why well, i think the think force so. showed like, them what they both wanted to see when they touched fingers yeah but but like logically Ray could see from the connection, hey, he just killed his master. She doesn't know anything about how dark, like, like that Sith killed their masters and whatnot. All he, all she knows is, hey, he saved my life, right? right. He, he killed his master instead of killing me. So, like, her assuming that he turned makes total sense. Him assuming that she does makes no sense. Like, I, wh what indication did you get that she decided she would embrace the dark? She already did. I don't. 
But when did he see when that? She told him that she went into the dark hole and how she wasn't scared and she felt like she should have felt trapped, but instead she. Oh, I totally forgot the conversation was with yes. him. Well, because it's yeah. weird. That, that um, is a weird scene because she's narrating and you're like, what the hell? No one narrates in Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was really gonna object. I was like, what the hell? Why is there a, a narration scene? And then it's like, oh, it's a conversation. But I thought she was talking to Luke at the time. And then when I realized she wasn't, my brain didn't like. So, so this that. is the so, interesting yeah. thing about Ray and the thing in her that scares Luke. And uh, she, so far, uses the dark side for her means. Like, if it benefits her, she uses it. Right. Like she thinks the hole is going to show her her parents. So she goes in. She's not afraid. She doesn't feel afraid. You know, like she she just goes in wandering around, you know, in in The Force Awakens when she's fighting Kylo at the end, there is no way she didn't cross the line to the dark side. There is no way. Uh, And I I think this is what Rey is going to supersede the Jedi with. And like. You, you know, it's it's one of those things that we could have never have had in Star Wars with George Lucas. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, didn't he explicitly Veto like it? Yeah, they accepted stuff like, yeah, they had stuff like this in the, the uh, yeah. extended universe. And then he was like, nope, no more. This and That's why Jason this. ended up being evil in the expanded universe, which I'm still bitter about because George Lucas was basically like he's gone too far. And they were yeah. they wanted him to be um, this idea of the gray Jedi. Right. Like, uh even Luke, you know, dallies with the dark side over and over. Um, and, and I think Anakin could have been saved earlier if they just let him have his freaking attachments. Oh my gosh. Sorry. So what <laughs> I assume they're going to ha- do, what I'm hoping they're going to do is they're going to be like, people are wrong and the Jedi were always wrong to call it the light side and the dark side of the force. There's no such thing. There's good and bad in like people, but the force is just the force. Like it's around everything. It's in everything. It's just a matter of like, what is it attached to at the, at a given time? And what are you doing with it? Right. And I feel like that's a way they could go where it's just like, no, no, a Jedi is just someone who understands how to use it for, for like good ends or something. Well, and I, and I think the force is balance. It is life. It is death. You know, it is happiness. Yeah. It is anger. Like why is one of death is not evil. <laughs> I'm, and you know right. it's, it, it's just a thing uh that happens um and so you know when kylo was like that that's what i think he was speaking to in ray was he was like forget the sith forget the jedi we're going to define our own new thing you know it's just that ray is good <laughs> as a person right she right. wants to help her friends uh she wants people she's been oppressed Kylo's never been oppressed. <laughs> you know, she knows what it's like to be a slave on a planet scrounging for her existence. And she doesn't want that for other people. Um, and Kylo's bringing that to other people. He's doing that to civilizations. Uh, and, but Kylo doesn't know enough about her to know that, you know, he knows she comes from nothing. She knows he was a slave, but he can't empathize with that because he never was that. Whereas, you know, Anakin and Ray, in fact, I was talking to my mom about it this morning and, you know, she was like, it was kind of weird that, you know, Ray comes from nobody. And she was like, but I guess Anakin did oh, too, I love that. you know, and that's true. Yeah. Anakin came from nobody. The Skywalkers were nobody. Um, I mean, forgetting the weird virgin birth part, Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Shmi Skywalker was nobody and, yeah. and that's who Ray is. Yeah, it's exactly 
it's like you can pass it on, but you don't have to get it from right. someone, right? Is I, I guess is the the way that it works, which makes total sense. I think that's great. Um, but going back to again, because you were talking about the you know when she went down and to use it for her own ends, like she went down in the tunnel and she wasn't afraid. And I think that's a key thing. Is I mean, you think about you know you called out death. There are societies that don't think of death the same way that ours do, and people don't freak out about it as much. And so because of that, people don't do really weird things in the name of their fear of death, right? right? Uh, And I think that's the thing is like, you can act, you know, whatever the so-called dark side is, it's like, if sometimes fear is right to act out of, it's just like, do you know how to, do you know how to use it when to motivate you and when not to, right? Do you let it, because if you are, if you're in a state, if you're taught, like, uh, let's say, boys in America, depending on the decade, are taught to not ever show that you're afraid of things, they end up pretty darn damaged. And that's like the Jedi, right? right? <laughs> Is like, you're not allowed to feel these passionate things, because they can make you do bad things. And of course, as a result, they end up being really broken as an organization and as a society and not really doing all the good that they want to be doing. And then but it's sort of like they've laced the galaxy with this mental dichotomy mm-hmm. of the light side and the dark side that for all we know should like, and of course the people who are making it can define it isn't actually a thing. They just said it was. And because they said it was, it was self-fulfilling and everybody has been acting accordingly and perpetuating bad behavior. Right. I right? mean, it's like anger, right? Anger is not evil. Yeah. You know, Qui-Gon Jinn should have been angry about the slavery on Tatooine. He should have been, but he wasn't, you know, like, cause he wasn't allowed to be angry. So he's just kind of like resigned acceptance to slavery, you know, which is an abomination against everything the Jedi should stand for. Right. Like, I, 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 and I think even from that moment, you know, like you see Anakin's like, you're not here to free the slaves, <laughs> you know, like I thought you were good. Yeah. How can you be good if this is not something that concerns you? Uh, and, uh, you know, relating this all back then to those ancient Jedi texts and Yoda reveals that Luke's never actually read them. Uh, I, it it makes me think about the church, if you will. Um, and how, especially like, let's say the Catholic church in 1500 AD versus the actual Bible, how far away did those things get at certain points, you know? Uh, pretty darn far. Even now, there are some, you know, beliefs and traditions and practices that people do that are pretty darn far from the Bible. And I'm not going to get into politics. But, uh, (laughs) so, are the Jedi, even in the prequel trilogies, even following those ancient writings, whatever they were, um, which Luke never read. Luke, he's a bad I I don't know. I I feel like... uh, I feel like Yoda destroying them is also saying, hey, there's not Yoda actually value in us building them. a thing on this again. Ray has them. Yes. Does she? Did yes, she they them? show it. When when Finn gets the blanket, he opens the drawer, he gets out a blanket to cover Rose. Oh, right. They're right okay. there. Ray took them. I I didn't realize. I was like, why are they showing me this drawer? I couldn't figure out, figure out what I didn't recognize. Yeah, okay. Ray took them. Um, mm, that bothers me a little bit uh, because I, I really was hoping it would be like a new start. Um because I just, I don't know. I really like the idea of just the Jedi having always been wrong. But, but I think the <laughs> um, thing, maybe the Jedi weren't always wrong. Because if we look at that island, that yeah. island had that tree trunk that was a place of light. And it had the hole that was a place of darkness in the same place. 
Almost as if. And so it very well could have been a, hey, Luke, if you had read the book, maybe you would have been fine. Right. Instead, he gets scared of Ray because she's attracted to the dark hole in the ground, which he was attracted to the stupid dark cave. So whatever. Um, And the hole, there's nothing for her to fear in that hole. The hole only shows her herself. Yeah. Um, And I guess, again, going back to the fear and anger um, stuff, you know, what Shirley, hopefully the the old Jedi text will say, but what should be what, you know, Rey does now that she'll be the next Jedi, since Luke said he's not the last one, uh, should be something along the lines of, hey, you're allowed to feel fear, you just don't let it drive you. You know, like you you have to think about why you're, I mean, I guess in real life too, it's like, I don't sit there and shut down my fear. I think about, and I don't act blindly out of it. It's like, okay, why am I afraid of this thing? Should I be afraid of this? If so, what should I be doing in response? Or should I be afraid of this? No, no, I shouldn't. Okay. And then you go through it. And that's the same thing with anger too, is like a, you know, if you just act on anger every time you feel it, you're probably a pretty poisonous person. If you, uh, um, and it'll get worse and worse and worse. And if you're a person who like never allows yourself to feel anger, like, ever feel a- anger it's like well there are going to be times where you could possibly do something helpful for somebody and you're not acting accordingly but it's like well if you feel this really strong negative emotion and then you just take the step back and be like why do i feel this okay yes this is a good time to act now um and hopefully that'll be the jedi in the future i don't know it, it's i just want to see them actually do something concrete with that in episode yeah. nine i think a lot of people expected that of this movie and i think that was too high of an expectation of a middle movie uh, middle movies don't provide answers <laughs> they provide questions oh no yeah uh, but a lot of people thought uh, a lot of i know i saw a lot of criticism online that this movie didn't give them the answers they wanted it just gave them more questions and i'm like that's not a criticism that's that's a middle movie uh you get you get out of the empire strikes back saying to yourself holy crap darth vader's luke's father how why what yeah uh, you know <laughs> like it, it, that's kind of an answer but it's way more questions <laughs> than it answers right uh, well and this saying her parents are nobody is an answer people were asking that question but it's just like well that doesn't really give us anything you know yeah i mean i i um, certainly hope that is the true answer because <laughs> i do too i really hope that's not some stupid fake out like let let it be nobody yeah please. i hated how after the force <laughs> awakens everybody was like it's obvious she's luke's daughter and i'm like uh, what like uh, uh whatever why is that obvious? No. I, I don't see that being obvious. There are force users who are strong and powerful who are not Skywalkers. Um, but speaking of, this whole thing is the story of the Skywalkers. So something has to come to a head with right. Ben, right? I mean, that's what the next movie is going to be about. So it can go one right. of two ways. She has to kill him, uh, which then, you know, is kind of... It just doesn't feel like they're going to yeah. do that. Or they know. come together and create a new Jedi, uh, which, right. you know, is what Kylo wants. He just is still way too blinded by his own, you, you know, Kylo is the true Sith in that he is selfish. Like that, that's always been my view of what, what is a Sith and what is a Jedi supposed to be less of this, you know, good versus bad and more like a Sith is selfish. A Sith cares about themselves, and they, they look internally. A Jedi looks outward. Um, and yeah. you know, it got corrupted the Jedi way because, you know, looking outward includes loving other people. And instead they didn't let them love anyone. Um, and you know, Anakin, 
used his love selfishly of other people. He cared not that so much Padme was going to die, but how Padme's death would affect him. Uh, and, right. and that's a very selfish thing. And, and I think anger, fear, uh, even, even hate, you know, don't have to be selfish. Uh, now I don't recommend hating, <laughs> but, right. uh, you know, I hate spiders. <laughs> that is kind of selfish. So a hate can be selfish, right? But it, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, you, you hate, I don't know, Hitler. Is that selfish? You could like, hate injustice. Right? Like, yeah, right? you hate like, injustice. You hate the idea of injustice. I, you could hate the fact hate, that, you know, you know, whatever, murder, sorry. right? Like that, that's not selfish. It's not a person. It's a thing that you want right. to stop. Right? Um, and so, so you know, if, if they're going to come together to create a future that is some blend, gray Jedi, something new entirely, you know, uh, using just an entirely new word, um, Kylo has to learn some hard lessons. Yeah. I, it's, I, how are they going to do that in one movie? I, I mean, it, it's got to involve well, Leia, yeah, he right? He wasn't willing I, to kill her just, in this one, right? So he was, mm. he was. It's like, maybe she is the only family that he really has that connection yeah. to. Right. Um, Cause it does say too, like, uh, you know, when Luke's telling Ray about things like, you know, I had this school and Ben had this power and Han was Han about it. But Leia cared and like gave him to me, like, you know, put him in my care. And so it's like, and the way that he talks about it is like, yes, he let Han down, but he really let his sister down because of like, it sounds like she's the one who was the emotional connection. Right. Um, which doesn't surprise me because Han is Han, (laughs) but, uh, I guess Han was Han, Uh. but, um, (laughs) uh, so yeah, maybe it will be something, something with Leia that, that really just gets him to check himself. But also though, there's only so much you can do to redeem this right. guy, right? Like there's value in the fact that Vader died right as like the moment after he turned. He needed Vader to. could not have lived in society. So there's a difference between right. being narratively redeemed and living right. in society. And I think we've talked about this before, right? Could Hitler yes, have yeah. turned to God before he died? Sure. Totally. Uh, that wouldn't mean if he had lived, we wouldn't have killed him. And that doesn't mean his death wouldn't have been justice. You know, like uh, if Darth Vader had lived, he would have died anyway. And that would have been justice because he has oppressed people for generations or I guess it was probably only 20 years, but whatever. Uh, He has, you know, he's been an instrument of death and destruction. And uh, he was he was the definition of a bad guy. Right. And. Frankly, all of that applies to yes. Kylo Ren just for a shorter right. period of time, right? So, so like, I don't understand. I don't know what they can do, and I'm hoping they land it. Like, I, I'm hoping they really land this uh, or nail the landing. But, but like, they need to do some somehow redeem him or level him out. I guess rather than a turn to the light side, it's it should be a you know a leveling out, if you will. But, but like, you also can't accept him. Like, the man has killed so many. I people. think the <laughs> other thing they could do is Kylo doesn't turn at all and never levels out and dies, but Ray learns what she needs to learn from him. Yeah. That's true they, too. They still have their connection, even at the end of the movie. Snoke's death didn't you know take what? away their connection. That that last bit at the end, or when, when not at the very end, but when Yoda is telling, he's like, Luke, like, the best, the things we need to do is also pass on our failures, like our most importantly of all. That could be a thing where... Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, he didn't actually pass anything on to 
to hurt. Unfortunately, I don't know how he, what he would have done there. But, uh, but all that, all that said, like if she figures that out and is like, we will learn from both of their failures. Like we will learn from Luke's failures and we will learn from Kylo's failures. Almost everything Ray knows about the force is from Kylo. You know, the mind they shared in the force awakens the mind, you know, meld, whatever. Um, that's how she learned to do a lot of the things she knows how to do. Um, and she knows things are possible because she's seen him do it. He's the one she talked to when she went through the cave. Kylo knows a lot. He knows everything Luke has to teach almost, you know, like if there was anyone Luke was going to give most of his information to it's Kylo. Uh, and Kylo's learned a lot from Snoke. I imagine it's just bad. Um, and, and I think, she's still learning from him and you know we can learn things from bad people yeah for sure learning from other people's mistakes is a thing that people insist way too much on having to make do every kind of thing to make your own mistakes it's like yes making your own mistakes and being willing to is good but you should also be learning from other people's mistakes mistakes. she can learn knowledge from him you know like that's like uh hitler was evil you can study his tactics and learn something. I'm not saying they should be applied, (laughs) but you know, uh, Stalin was evil, but he knew something about running crazy amounts of people because Russia is a huge country, right? Like uh, once again, these things shouldn't necessarily be applied as those people applied them. You can learn your own things from what they did and learn their own, their like learn the better lesson of, not, I mean, mistakes, yes, but just how they operated, you know? I'm not sure if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, knowledge is good. Like, you can have a scientist who makes, like, some major breakthrough and is also a terrible human being and does oh, bad sure. things. With I it, mean, right? I, like, I guess could, the Nazis so. are the perfect example of that, right? Like, what horrible things they did to people. They did horrible things. And they, you know, they... Uh, uh, operated on them, looked inside their bodies, some of them while they were living, you know, vivisected people um, and wrote all these like medical books. And a lot of our medical knowledge still comes from people like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, and uh, so, I mean, that's extreme, <laughs> but <laughs> I, 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 I think he can teach her things and then she can put her own spin on them you know, he shows her, he showed her whether he knows it or not, how to use anger in the dark side of the force. She uses it and she doesn't turn bad, right? She puts her own spin on it, her own purpose. She still cares about Finn and Poe and Ray and she is Ray, Leia, whatever, <laughs> Luke. Um, you know, things like that. And, and so she can become a more rounded Jedi by having learned from him, but that doesn't mean she won't have to kill him in the end. Right. And I guess a a big part of it, again, is the Jedi always saying, like, don't act out of anger and whatnot makes it they've like got it in their head that the only way like if you do, you're going to embrace it. And it's like, well, well, no, like you can use it in the moment and then just let go because like, all right, I'm done using it now. And you go on to do a a different thing. Like um, if if it's not just if you're a person who knows force isn't always what you need. But this helps when you do need force in cases that it applies then like, you know, cause part of the thing, I, I guess with the way the Jedi would say it is like, well, if you know that suddenly you're really strong with anger, you're going to make yourself access that anger more and more and more or something. Right. But, uh, but that's flawed because it's like, well, what if I just know that 
sometimes force is necessary, but I will try not to use it. But when I, when it is necessary, yes, I can tap into that, you know? Um, and then it's just like, if you're a person who tends to find ways without for, it's not like a, okay, I'm just trying to, I, I have to fight suddenly all the time. It's like, no, I'll find a different way around it. Um, or, you know, we'll go sneak out the backside or whatever it is. Um, I don't know. Uh, it kind of kind of goes along with Poe's Poe's little uh, lesson, but oh, po. um, I don't know. He's very funny, and I look forward to him. I don't know learning the lesson he hopefully learned in this uh, I, <laughs> this movie. And a note on Poe Dameron, the internet's boyfriend. Yes. Um, they did not confirm any sexuality for Poe in this movie, <laughs> except that he loves BB Eight, <laughs> uh, which. He's into robots is really all it is. (laughs) But related to uh, sexuality and romance, uh, I do not like that Rose kissed Finn. Uh, And it's not just because I'm a Storm Pilot fan. It's not just because I think Finn and Poe are destined to be together. Um, Which is just probably wishful thinking. But it doesn't make (laughs) sense. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's a hero. She's enamored with him. Uh, Sure. And she saved his life. Okay, but that's what you do for your compatriots in battle when they're about to make a stupid decision, right? Uh, that doesn't mean you have to be romantically in love with them. And I feel like, I felt a couple of things. Well, at least Finn didn't kiss her back, so we don't know how Finn feels about her romantically. We know he likes her, um, but we also know Finn likes Ray. Uh, so I had a couple of thoughts. I was like, is this just because they don't want the black guy to be with the white girl? Uh, that thought actually crossed my mind sitting in the theater because it's not often we get to see that on screen, right? Uh, so they have to introduce another person of color for Finn to be interested in. Um, so that's the cynical side of me. <laughs> the Yeah, I really don't feel like that's the... I, I feel like that's probably not the driving factor. I feel like the higher driving factor is probably they're trying to squash the Finn Poe thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. which is still cynical but uh, uh, uh yeah it could also be to make finn take a step back and look at his feelings because clearly he doesn't feel the same way about her right he was like what is going right. on but it could be like a him sort of stepping back in his own mind I, well i don't know like he has he doesn't know much about life i mean right? it could like, be for him to think about how rose thinks about him is how he thinks about ray and kind of make that yeah, comparison so. and be like, does he really love Ray or is he just enamored with her because she's the person who saved him and, you know, helped him get out of, you know, the first order and because they were thrown together by an adventure. Cause that's kind of why Rose likes Finn, right? He's a hero and they were thrown together in an adventure and, and Rose mm-hmm. is in a, like Finn was in a vulnerable place in the last movie. Cause he left the first order. He left everyone he ever knew. Uh, Rose's sister just died. Um, Mm. so I'm hoping it doesn't really go anywhere and it would be nice, you know, not everyone needs to be paired up at the end. (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, I don't really have any strong ship feelings, uh, in Star Wars. Um, I have basically none in the, in in this, these movies. Like Han and Leia were OTP, Um, right? Like destiny. Right. Uh, but in this, like. I just don't feel no, like we need it. I don't feel like we do. Like, and, and, and so that was a little bit jarring for me, that kiss. Cause why can't a woman just save a guy's life and it be about camaraderie and brothers in arms? Yeah. 
I, I mean, honestly, she could have said the exact same line and nothing right. else, right? It's like, you can love people around around you. I love plenty of people that I'm not in love with, I love right? Uh, yes, and I love you, Mandy. <laughs> and we do not have any romantic feelings towards each other. Nope. So, like, that's- I also a, love my dogs. I don't have romantic feelings towards yes. them. I love a lot of people. Exactly. So her line would have worked just as well without a kiss. Um, if- all it was was to be like, this is why she saved right. him, right? So I, I, it's a really weird. I, maybe we'll find out uh, because of just like we'll figure out how it affected his head, and that's just something they needed to set in motion for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, um, I guess let's talk about Finn a little bit too because he got a lot of screen time driven by other yes. people, right? <laughs> which is um, how Finn operates. Yeah, uh, which totally makes sense. I mean, he's basically not lived an actual life up till right. now, right? So. So he's, it makes sense that even when he has his own autonomy, he's not going to, there's a lot of thoughts he would not have actually gone through before. Right. So, uh, so it's okay. I think for him to be propelled by others. Um, I don't like, well, I do. And don't like the, like when he was abandoning the ship, the way that it took him time. Basically I had always assumed, Oh, he's doing this because he wants to make sure Ray will be okay. Right. Right. And he eventually got to that explanation, but the way, like the kind of stumbling towards that made me feel like, oh, now the way they're telling it now, it sounds like he's trying to convince himself of that thing that I thought was true of him. Well, I mean, right? in the last um, movie, he's trying know. to run away a lot. So that that's right. not out of character. It's just that I thought the lesson he learned in the last movie was not to run away. Uh, right. Exactly. And the fact that he was running away and he didn't like consult Poe. He didn't let anyone know what he was doing. Like it, it did make it seem like he didn't learn the lesson of the last movie. Cause it's one thing to be like, I need to get out of here. So Ray doesn't come to a war zone though. Why he expected Ray to come back so soon. I don't know. Um, but like, doesn't he trust Poe? Like, why didn't he, you know, they didn't talk to Poe till they came up with like a plan. Uh, and I'm just like, I thought him and Poe were friends. Yeah. yeah. So it was just kind of weird. I mean, I get that Ray is his, uh, you know, BFF. First yeah. friend, basically. Um, but uh, I, I think he likes Ray more than she likes him. <laughs> uh, yes. But I think Ray doesn't really like people either. <laughs> so. Uh, I think she's grown to like I think like she's people. growing to like people. I think she's roughened by her childhood oh for sure uh, i also really liked her introduction to poe yes because you forget that they never met <laughs> right like <laughs> yeah and so he, he's like so of course he introduces himself and it's like nice to meet you i'm ray he's like oh i know <laughs> <laughs> which is just so good because <laughs> uh, of course like she doesn't what reason does she have to realize everyone there like knows who she is at this right. point you know um yeah, so real cool. And of course, the ent the way that she made an entrance to all of them, because I guess most of them haven't met her. So they don't like, and suddenly she's just levitating rocks in front of them, which is a pretty great intro. Oh, oh, that also reminds me. I love that we get to see that Leia learned how to use the force well. I still thought that scene was ridiculous. In fact, there was a moment in that scene where I was like, oh, they're going to be really smart about this because Leia's not going to open her eyes. And she's going to do it with her eyes closed, which is the safest way to do it in space. Because you can survive space, right? But your eyes are a very sensitive part of your body. 
And so I was like, oh, she's just going to keep her eyes closed. And uh, that's really, that's like s- smart science, Star Wars. Like, good job. And and then she opened her eyes and I was like, wow. Star Wars and smart science. I know. I know. But I'm just <laughs> like, she has the force. She shouldn't need her eyes. Right? Like, isn't that the whole point of the blast visor exercise? Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, but I mean, I still, though, I do enjoy that clearly she has learned to use the force. It's like, it's not like she spent all this time not doing anything right. with it, right? Um, because it's useful. <laughs> it's it's really useful, especially with your brother being who he is. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I enjoyed that. Um, I'm trying to think of other, other things that are worthwhile. Um, hmm. Hux is still ridiculous. Uh, yes, he's ridiculous. It does not make sense for him to be the leader of the military at all. I do think that it was, I appreciated the scene where like, no, 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 no. there's a clear, which one of you is going to be in charge. Once <laughs> right. Like, gone, why is that right? even like, a fight? Like, it makes sense that you can play <laughs> each other off of each other to a leader. Right. But once, once he dies, like, it's like the people who tried to defy Darth Vader in episode four, like, <laughs> right. It's like the only reason he wouldn't just kill you when you're arguing with him is because the emperor wouldn't be happy with right. him if he did. Right. And the same thing right here with Snoke. Like, it's like, dude, you know what this guy can do. And Snoke's not here. Like why he could have just killed you instead of like choking you. Right. But he's not a smart person. So Fair. basically the, what I always forget. What's the, is it first order? Is that yeah. the bad guys? Yeah, the first order. I, I still think of them as the empire Me in too. my head because Me too. <laughs> so the first order, I, I really hope that they get really disillusioned with their leaders because they have terrible leaders. And like, I loved the fight kind of about like, okay, you should go in. And then finally he's like allows Hux to do, make the actual military commands. Cause he's like learning how to do this leader thing. But then as soon as he wants to go and do this personal fight, he does it. And then, and it's just like, and Hux is like, are you sure? And the great thing about it is it really did cost them the fight. Right. right. Uh, and I like that. I, I like that clearly he is in the wrong and Hux was in the right, militarily speaking, in this case, because it's just like this they're bickering back and forth, you know, is causing is going to lead to their downfall, of course, and hopefully will lead to more people leaving them. But Right. If they could just work together, they'd be unstoppable. You know, like but they can't. <laughs> they're like yeah. incapable. Yeah. So good though. It's I mean, bad guys are bad guys. Yeah, Hux just annoys me because he's a ridiculous bad guy. Um, yeah, uh, so. I, I did enjoy um, the, basically the, the reactions on the bridges to when uh, whatever her name was, the purple haired uh, person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when she turned the ship and they were like, oh no. <laughs> like, I mean, Hux was right to be just like, no, ignore the ship. Like, there's nobody on it. Because he was, he was totally right, you know, until she decides, oh, I'm going to use this as a weapon and use, you know, basically just blow through hyperspace into you. My only question is, if that was a thing they could always do, and it clearly worked despite shields, right? Why right. didn't they do that to the Death Star? Yeah, I, I wonder about that, too. Um, did they have any huge yes. ships? Yeah, they did. They did. Um, hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's a new technology thing. Or maybe, I don't know. I mean, I mean, those ships are really expensive. So, but the Death Star was going to kill them all. 
Right. So they didn't have huge ships in episode four. So that makes sense. But at, in Return of the Jedi, they did. They had a whole fleet, remember? Because the fleet yeah. was uh, distracting the Star Destroyers. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I'm just like... Could it be relative size, maybe? Uh, maybe, but if you could still punch a hole in it, like that would be useful, right? Yeah. I, you just punch a hole right through where the laser goes. Just break that whole area. Yeah, yeah. it does... It's a, but as soon, of course, when she started turning around, it's like, oh, she's not just going to ram them. She's going to like jump into them or something, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so, which kind of did, but not really. Like, I, I, I wish I could replay that scene because I didn't visually process it entirely. Um, I just knew that I thought the like blast behind them was really pretty. But, yeah. Uh, I kind of wonder if she's still alive. Like, hmm. she went to light space, you know, to hyperspace. So I, I'm not like we... I'm not convinced any of the destruction we saw was her ship. She might be out there. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Hmm. It's a mystery. Um, but I do like that Poe learned a lesson. Um, yes. And uh, I do also appreciate that. Like when he was out the way the two women were talking about him, they're like, Oh, this one's a trouble. <laughs> like he's a troublemaker. It's like, yeah, I, I really was it like, I lo- really like him or, and then she's like, yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a fun little thing because it's like yeah he's just got a lot to learn but we've had people like this before, right <laughs> you know? right, um, and I mean Leia, I mean you look at who she married and who her brother was like she's got got uh, a little bit of experience with free spirits. <laughs> oh. Man, I just I'm so curious what they're going to do with Leia, uh, and I suppose I think they said they had already shot a bunch of stuff for Episode Nine, right? I don't know. So it's like, maybe, maybe they shot enough, like, you know, something near her end scenes that they could just end it without her dying and be done, you know, uh, and just don't put her back in the movie later. But, uh, hmm, it'll be, uh, be interesting. So I, I don't know that I have anything else that I can think of. I just haven't had that much time to process. Um, I'm sure I'll think of more once I listen to other people's podcasts and talk to other people who've watched the movie, but I just didn't want to actually talk about it until we chatted. Right. Yeah. Those are, those are pretty much my thoughts too. So, um, yeah. And I think we've already talked about what we'd like, what we hope for and expect out of the next episode too. So, uh, do we have any idea when nine is coming? Two more years. Okay. Cause it's every other year. Okay. And next year's Han Solo. Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, (laughs) I will. I mean, I guess I'll watch that one, but yeah, yeah, we'll be there. That one. I will. I will not care about spoilers. Like I'm just not, I only care about spoilers when I'm excited about a movie. Right. Yeah. If I'm not like, it's fine. I would, if anything, like setting my expectations, if, if reviews are good, I'm like, Oh good. I won't necessarily read the reviews, but if they're good, I'm like, Oh good. That's nice. That's not what I was expecting. And if they're bad, it's like, I can lower expectations, you know, um, and be like, all right, that's fine. I'll just watch it because it's a star Wars movie. But, uh, I guess it's, it's kind of nice to not be, super excited like just in high anticipation because i've i mean this is the this was the third one that we've gotten in this new round right so right um and i've been really excited for all three of them so so it's like okay i get a year break of excitement and then episode nine i have to go on blackout mode again (laughs) um and then after that uh so ryan johnson director of this he has been brought on uh he's been signed up for another trilogy right so uh we do do they haven't said anything about that, right? Other than that, it's just another trilogy. Just that it's another trilogy and it and won't take place around the same time. Okay, cool. Yeah. We it's like, it's not the Skywalker. Sure. We don't know if that means past. We don't know. Cool. 
yeah. well, that's and cool. It, Brian Johnson is not directing the next Star Wars movie. J.J. Uh, Abrams is, which makes me sad. So I, I guess talking directing, how do you think Ryan Johnson did? Uh, I, I think he did well. I mean, I think this movie is, there's a lot in it. Yeah. Um, I think it has some of that forced comedy we talked about, which I think is a Ryan Johnson thing. Um, but uh, I, I mostly thought he did really well. I think he did really well considering how much they had because yeah. there were so many scenes. And I remember having the, like the thought about halfway through is like, there's so much more plot happening in this movie. I feel like than any of the other star Wars movies, just so much happens to so many people. Yeah. Um, and yes, it is a long movie, but like to be able to, for to be able to make it so that I'm keeping all of that straight while I'm watching it is pretty good. Right. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And no, none of the issues we had were nearly as big as the issues that were apparent for episode seven. So, right. Um, right. So yeah, so he did a pretty good job. Hopefully, hopefully JJ Abrams will do a better job, be- a better job <laughs> with episode nine. So, cause I did like seven more than you did and I still do, but I like it less with time than I did just because, you know, I've been able to look at it closer and, right. uh, and it's like, okay, like it's good. It's definitely not the prequels, but like this movie, quality like i'm really happy with the quality of this movie and hopefully with time the you know the rest of the series will change such that i won't feel like it sticks out in terms of tone uh and and things but uh but quality wise i'm very happy with this as far as where it stands in star wars so yeah Yeah. i agree also lots of women doing awesome things we didn't talk about that at all lots of women lots of uh racial diversity yes yeah uh there, there was a yeah a moment where I w- they were showing all the X wing fighter pilots and I was like wow I feel like everyone is represented yeah here. That, that moment stood out I was like there's an Asian woman piloting that one and that was of course Rose's sister uh, the the Y wing uh, but like I remember seeing her I was like oh look that's cool um, but then yeah like just uh, Blue Leader you know was a woman and that's cool um, and so they did yeah they did that of course the both Leia and the Admiral were women and it's like, Oh, this is good. Like we have so many men doing lead, especially because the three leads from the first movie, the, the three new leads and Luke are all like, you have three of them are men and one white girl. Right. So it's right. just like, okay, it's good. You know, we've got, we've got a whole lot more um, going. And I think that says a lot for it. Um, so I agree. Keep, I agree. Keep it up, Star Wars. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to nine. I'm hoping that it will satisfactorily. I think it has a big job ahead of it. Um, you know, Return of the Jedi stuck the landing. I know people have problems with Return of the Jedi, but that's just because they're soulless people who hate Ewoks. Um, but uh, it stuck the landing of uh, everything that was built up in four and five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one has to do the same. Because... You know, episode three didn't really stick its landing. Uh, the prequels didn't do a very good job uh, of setting mm-hmm. up everything they wanted to for episode three to have the emotional impact they wanted it to have. This this has to, it has to do what Return of the Jedi did. Uh, you have to feel closure. You have to feel that emotion. You know, this needs to be the Return of the Jedi, the Return of the King. Why do all these movies end with Return? I don't know. Uh, but uh, it has to do it. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, so uh, on that note, uh, you can follow 
Yeah, I guess the website is trivialcrucial.com. Is that right? Yes. 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 <laughs> you can follow our Twitter account at TrivCrucial. You can follow me on Twitter at Auhim, which is A-U-H-I-M. You can follow Mandy on Twitter at Brown underscore Aja. That's A-J-A-H. And uh, it's Christmas season, so hopefully this will be out before Christmas and you will all be ready to sit around the table with family and enjoy your roast porg. Oh, that's what everyone needs at dinner. Uh, Christmas dinner is a roasted porg. Uh, everyone needs Chewbacca roasted porg. is going to be releasing his recipe really soon for all of us to enjoy. Yes. Uh, mm, mm, <laughs> it did look real tasty. I just, it really, really did. I don't know why he couldn't eat it with a porg looking at him. I would have felt oh, no good. Oh, that reminds me. Totally sentient. Porgs are totally sentient. They could not have responded that way without being sentient. Just not maybe very smart, very stupid, but sentient creatures. I mean, those those were emotional eyes. They knew exactly what was happening. They were following along. They were guilting him into not doing it. You just keep telling yourself that. It's the truth. It's just it's the <laughs> truth. But you know what? Tasty things are still allowed to be cute. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, 